and welcome back to Turf Talk. It is a Ladbrokes Winter Carnival, two days of top class action at Newbury. We've also got grade one action up at Newcastle, the fighting fifth. And three of them over in Ireland on the Sunday Honeysuckle, making her return. A lot to get through, Jim. Certainly. Um, a lot to look back on as well from last weekend. An excellent weekend for the both of us. Um, two winners for Lewis before midnight the nap. Uh, just clinging on late on at Ascot. Of course, the boy winning at Ascot as well. Uh, an immense weekend. Some impressive winners of the Betfair Chase. A 16-1 to winner for me in the fixed brush. An excellent weekend. and uh, one, one I certainly won't be forgetting in a while. Um, but this weekend, thick and fast the action, just like last weekend. And, and hopefully we can point you in the right direction. Hopefully, mate. I say you, you were up at Haydock. What did you make of Aplutar's victory? I thought it was very impressive. I, I thought he, it was faultless. It was a faultless performance, but against horses that could be questioned. Um, the race probably isn't as good as what, what people think it is. I, I'm willing to pick holes in it. I don't think the only other grade one horse in behind was Bristol Demai, and he didn't get the circumstances suited to him. He didn't jump well, and he just never really looked like he was travelling. The rest of them, for me, are grade three horses. I think the performance was faultless, but I'd be questioning it in the future whether it'll be as strong, uh, stronger form as others are going to bring to the table. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I, I thought he did everything perfectly. He jumped like an absolute machine, uh, travelled. Rachel didn't even have to touch him. But the horses in behind on the circumstances and the sort of race, I don't think are as top quality as what I'll probably bump into at Christmas. I take your point about what you're saying about, you know, it not being the deepest grade one in history. But I, I just think the, the manner in which he did it was outstanding. You know, the way the way he quickened almost in between the last two. Top class three milers don't normally have that turn of foot. I think he's the best staying chaser around at the minute. I think his overall body of form over the past year is the strongest out of any staying chaser. Uh, whether that means he's the most suited to a gold cup, still not convinced on that. Minella Rindol, you know, it might be a little bit of a, le- a leveler for him. But, I mean, punches down Aintree, you know, I, I look at that, if that not punches down, because it's the other way around. But, you know, Leopardstown, sorry, you know, I, I, know they, I know they reckon he has to go left-handed, but any other course going that way, I'd, I'd be happy to have him over Manila Rindo, but I'm just not sure whether uh, the stabbing that Cheltenham brings out favours, not favours Manila Rindo more, but bridges, bridges the gap a little bit, and it's not a major gap anyway. Yeah, and you've got to bear in mind, he's only seven. <laughs> like, there's plenty more years for him to be a stronger stayer. Um, I'm sure with time, he'll definitely stay three mile two better than most other horses. But there's, he's only seven. He, he feels like he's been around for a hell of a long time. Um, and there is a lot more progression still to come for him. Like you said, Lewis rates him a lot more higher than I do. But uh, maybe my rose-tinted glasses say otherwise. Well, who's, who's the best staying chaser around then? Over three miles. Froden. Froden. I think I'd have to chuck Froden into that stream. Um, Do you think Froden would beat Apple Tar in a Betfair? Or 
In a bet fair. Round uh, Kempton, bet fair yeah. At Leopardstown. At Leopardstown. Mm, yeah, I think I, think I think so, yeah. I strongly, strongly disagree. No no dig at Frodon, but... Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> and lost one as well, Jim. Brilliant to see. Yes, all the hard work from the Tizards and patience from the owners has, has finally paid while and it's thoroughly deserved. Everything ready, tuned up for him to come and run his heart out at Ascot and, and that's certainly what he did. Um, jumped very, very well in the main. A couple of sloppy jumps but didn't lose anything at, at them. Um, Travelled into the race well. Coming round the bend, uh, Brendan Powell just used his uh, stamina to just kick on a bit and he, he came wide round the bend and winged the last two next to a tiring master Tommy Tucker who probably took Dashiell Drasher on fairly early on which probably didn't do didn't do both of them any, any help um, sort of almost set the race up for, for lost almost and uh, it, it, it was the way he travelled he just travelled like he was enjoying himself a lot more this season like he was just like almost he was just back it was just I could tell as soon as he set off, I turned to my mate who I was watching the race with and said, he's going to win this, isn't he? He's, I could just tell by the way his head carried. He just looked a lot more at ease, a lot more happy with himself. Uh, and all the patience that they've had with him was rightly shown. And, and uh, a day to remember, certainly, at Ascot for, for a lot of people. Yeah, lots of highlights, really, last weekend. But looking ahead to what we have in store at Newbury and Newcastle, I mean... We're recording this on Thursday afternoon, so we aren't going to go into too much depth about Newbury on the Friday. But is there anything you like in particular, Jim? Um, I think our first race is looking like it could turn out to be a nice race. I think there's four nice horses at the head of the market. Um, Stage Star certainly looks like he could be a serious prospect after his early debut. Uh, But Unanswered Prayers is a horse I've got a bit of time for and and was uh, unfortunate last time to be chucked out of the race. I think, and but he's a horse to keep on side. Um, there's a grade two that's not exactly inspiring for me. Um, John Bond, uh, of course, there's going to be a lot of talk about uh, Duvan's brother. Um, cost a fair amount of money uh, for J.P. McManus. Um, but I'm going to look to take him on, possibly, uh, with Charlie's glance, who had a bit of money for him in the last couple of days. He was 33-1 to 1, um, on Tuesday afternoon. Um, but his, his debut win at New at Newbury was very impressive. He beat our Jester, beat Silent Revolution. Our Jester uh, won a nice bumper at the weekend at Ascot, um, beating Dreaming the Park, Gerash Garfield. Some some nice horses in behind, uh, and he beat him decisively. He then went to Aintree in, in that Grade Two big runner race. Uh, possibly didn't suit him. Um, however, he's against better opposition here. I think sixteen to one's the value. Collateral form, Silent Revolution and Boom Born uh, puts Charlie's glance ahead of him. Uh, and I think there's a little bit more to come from him. There's a few, quite a few winners in the family. Um, and I'm hoping that he has a safe journey round, uh, jumps well, and that 16s could be a bit of value for me in the maiden hurdle. Um, a fascinating uh, novice handicap chase. Boot Hill's uh, going chasing for the first time with Mr. Coffey. Um, 50 ball steps down in trip after running over 2-4 last time out at Sandown. He's probably where I'm going to be edging for at the minute. Um, a good second to Soaring Glory at Newbury in the Betfair last year after two wins at Ascot and Sandown. 
he was below par in the county hurdle, but um, had made a nice chasing um, debut at Sandown in a, in a race that you'd like to have seen him be going well. But Manella jumps a horse who has, has been on a great run of form, a uh, nice string of ones next to his name in the recent months, uh, and he was race fit and hit, uh, 50 ball wasn't. But he's a keen going horse. I think two miles around Newbury will be bang up his street. Um, sort of almost let him go out in front and catch me if he can almost put the pressure on the on the two favourites jumping so a, a race that I'm looking forward to uh, is that um, in the handicap chase Phoenix Way is a horse who I like last season we didn't see him uh, an awful lot after Christmas we saw him finish fourth behind Protector at the Shunter and Hitman in the grade one at Aintree um, but he had an entry in the Peter O'Sullivan on Saturday uh, over three miles but they've decided to keep him uh, over two for this day he has a win next to th- over three miles to his name there um, he's a horse I've got a bit of time for and I think this season Harry Fry will, will win some nice races with him uh, and Paisley Park back in the long distance after a, a below par run at Weatherby cheek piece he's added um, fresh from his Newbury gallop and, and his run at, at Weatherby uh, hopefully, I, th- I think two to one represents some value for me in, in a race that I know Indefascible refaces him here, but um, she was fit going into that race and he wasn't. Uh, she'd had a run on the flat, and I think he is just the best horse in this race, and he should win that. All fair there, pal. I'm going to have three bets, I think, uh, on Friday. I've got a five to follow out for Newbury this weekend and I think it'll be three on the Friday I'm not actually 100% sure I was I had pencilled boot in when I saw the entries I think everything in that race is, is well handicapped though and I'm not I'm not sure boot hills at a speed two mile or so at six to four I might just leave him alone I have backed Cascaver each way again at 25 to one just because if he won and I didn't have any money on him I'd be absolutely kicking myself but I do think he's more of a Two and a half miler. The one that runs over to the also I'll be putting up a pick Dory, uh, who's the outsider of four in the Grade Two novice chase. I think he, I think he was arguably the best hurdler of the bunch. I know Miller's Bank finished third in the entry hurdle on his last start, but I think the overall body of pick Dory's form is stronger. Uh, he did well when he came back over hurdles after a uh, quite frankly shite uh, go at chasing last season. Because <laughs> this is his first third go, because he also had a go in France. Uh, before he came to Paul Nichols and he fell there as well. So, but he was very good at Foss Lass, you know, barely had to come off the bridle to give Mar- Mario the Pale nearly a stone and a beating. Uh, he's 100 to 30 outside with the four. It's a very, very tight race. Like I said, there's less than a point and a half between all four in the betting. Uh, but I just thought Pictori were a little bit underrated. I think he's the quickest horse in the race. More tactical speed than Miller's Bank or T Clipper or Nassalam. And that, might help him in this small field scenario. Uh, like Jim mentioned, I've also put up Phoenix Way. I backed him for a attempt a couple of years ago after he won a qualifier at Exeter. Uh, I think he's on a nice mark to go into handicap chases with. And I've also put up one for you in the staying handicap hurdle. Uh, third in a attempt qualifier over course and distance last time. He's a horse I, I, I think was progressing quite well last season. Ran in what looked like a decent race of its type last season against Stony Mountain. Sorry, last season, last time against Stony Mountain, and did they leave you out too? 
who are both horses who look like they're uh, on the comeback trail after a little bit of a spell in the wilderness. I know Jim Bailey, the York two, didn't run well at Haydock last week, but second in the Silver Trophy prior to that, Stody Mountain did run well. Uh, on an unchanged mark, he might be the one to beat there at 7-1. to one. They're my three for Friday. That's fair enough. On to Saturday at Newbury, James. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a card I absolutely love, to be fair. You know, I love my big staying handicap chases, the Ladbrokes Trophy slash Hennessy is probably, barring the Grand National, my favourite race of the season. Uh, but we'll come to that later. Anything in the Mare's Novice hurdle that you care about? I mean, Nina the Terry has been a cracking little mare for Alan King so far this season. Yeah, we, we saw the front three in the market have a, a, a race early on in the season at Newbury, which saw Nina the Terry win under the penalty, um, which wasn't expect, expected, especially of LA Bell, uh, had good, strong form in the Aintree bumper and the Cheltenham bumper last year. So, um, of course, won the dramatic photo finish as well um, at Cheltenham. So, um, she had rock-solid form coming into this, and Nina the Terrier had uh, been on a, a nice sequence of wins uh, at Chepstow and Warwick and um, was going into the race in a penalty and less fancied. And, and the race sort of, I wouldn't say fell apart, because it didn't, but, um, a horse with no name and Elliot Bell went to take each other on, on possibly a little sooner than expected. And Neil and Terry picked up the pieces late on um, and won fairly decisively in the end, beating them by two and three quarter lengths. Um, so there's less weight here that she has to carry. And I don't see why she the form will be reversed. I, th- I, I thought um, she was the solid one in this. Elliot Bell could improve for a first hurdle start, but... I'd, I'd rather have Nina the Terry at 7-4, to four, just a little bit shorter than L.A. Bell, who still has to improve. Yeah, that's all fair. The uh, 12-40 is a John Frankham novices chase, a Hoyson Yard, a Mr. Incredible, 7-4 to four joint of halves. To beat Flash Colonge at 5-1, to one, Ashtown Lad, 11-2. I think we're both quite keen on a Hoyson Yard here, Jim. Yeah, I, I, I think for a horse that we haven't seen an awful lot, I'm willing to... Not put a line through because he, he was in the process of running a nice race last time uh, in the Colin Parker over possibly a trip that he he might not enjoy. So um, back over three miles here um, in a smaller race where they can sort of smuggling in behind a bit of a pace and, he'll, and get some experience into him jumping. Of course, beating Brave Man's game at, at entry was a surprise last season, but the forming behind isn't bad. Um, Oscar Elite probably would have won at Cheltenham if he hadn't have fallen at the third last. He was going better than the two in front. Um, and Braidman's game, we know the reputation he has, and especially in his two performance over fences this season, show that he's a better chaser than he he was hurdler. Um, so I'd be disappointed if a Hoyton here doesn't get his head in front here. And at seven to four, that's a bet I'm willing to be looking at. Yeah, I agree, mate. Really like him. Looks a thorough, thorough staying with one of the most exciting staying chasing prospects uh, in the UK at the minute. Thought he was shaping rather well at Carlisle. If I'm honest, over a trip short of his best against experienced chases, I thought that was a good start, even though he didn't get round. Uh, the Sir Peter O'Sullivan Memorial Handicap Chase. This is an interesting little race, pal. Killer Clown 11-2, to two, Fav to beat Damned Company, Kaluki, Captor 6-1. Ace Corto, the King, Tens, Somshuer, Grand Sonsi, Twelves of all the Ginger's top of the Cotswolds, 16 to 1, bar them. 
Anything in here? Um, Kaluki's a horse I like. Uh, if he jumps a bit better than he was last season, um, this is the first time Tom O'Brien will be riding him um, and hoping that he'll have his his helmet and his knee pads and his arm pads ready for him to clout through uh, a few fences. But if he gets jumping and gets in a rhythm, uh, we saw how dangerous he was at, at Newbury last year. Uh, he jumped them into submission, um, winning decisively. He's back down to a lower mark now than he was last season. We saw him be second off one four two at Newbury. It's a track he enjoys. Um, he's run, he ran in the John Frankham last year on the same card. Um, and I think he could be a bit of value at six to one. Um, here, it's a, there's a lot of horses in this I like, but I just think they're, they're beginning to look a little bit handicapped to the rooftops. I'm looking to take on Dan the Company. Um, I'm not all sold on her jumping just yet. Um, Killer Clown, I think, he's been dropped two pounds. Um, was second to Umbregado at Newbury last year off, off this mark, but uh, I certainly don't think there'd be any more. Uh, there's not that much more juice off that mark. Uh, of all the gin joints, travelled really well last time uh, in the Badger beers, and the step down to two six possibly won't be a bad thing. I'll be looking forward to seeing him dropped another three pounds as well. Uh, Twelve to one's a bit of value for him uh, for a horse that's had his his issues and and now could bounce back in this company. That's fair enough, mate. I'm struggling to come up with a with a bet in here. Like you said, it's it's a race where I'm not. I can make kind of half cases for everything and nothing solid. Killer Clown does shape like he's got a race of this nature in him. And I liked him last season, thought he was a future handicap winner in waiting. Looked like he needed the run in the old road. Uh, I, I know our friend Jake Price put him up at 10 to 1 earlier in the week. He's 11 to 2 now, and I think I could see the case at 10s. So I'm not sure whether I'd back him at 11 to 2. I could see Kaluki potentially going well back down, you know, back at two and a half miles. They tried stepping him up to three last season. It didn't uh, particularly go to plan, but he's been dropped back down to one four two. If you had to push me, that'd be him. Uh, that'd be him. So it's two six, not two and a half. But I don't, I don't think it makes too much difference for Kaluki. To be fair, not a race I'll have a bet in though. No, probably more of an enjoy, but Kaluki might be a bit of an each way stop. The Get Your Lad Brooks 1 free bet today handicap hurdle at 150 over two and a half miles. Again, this is a race I'm struggling with. Lakeal's article 4 to 1 to beat Masters Legacy at 11 to 2. Calvadosh 13 to 2. Glory and Fortune 8. Earl of the Cotswold 17 to 2. 9's Chittabello 14's Black Mischief Fred and Ansam 16's Bore and Bill and Dorking Boy. Uh, my only observation in this is Boreham Bill won the Lanzarote last season and everyone seems to like him less since he did it. <laughs> and he won the Lanzarote and he went off 50-1 to one on his next start. Every man and his dog backed him at 50s, uh, 66s to win the race, didn't he? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Was that Torquata Tasso all over again? But at least people might seem to like Torquata Tasso now. Wins the Lanzarote at 66-1 and then you go off 50-1 to one for your next start. Good fun. Uh Again, mate, it's it's a race I don't have the strongest view on. I, If I was to be pushed, it'd be Masters Legacy, who looked like he wanted this trip when he won at Chepstow last time out, and he's only uh, up marginally in the handicap. 
Masters legacies a horse who I've never got right. I've never, I don't think I've ever backed him on a winning start. I've only ever backed him when he's lost. Um, but I like what he did last time uh, at Chepstow. Um, but for me, Lakeo's articles, I'm looking to take him on. I, he's on handy, uh, he's on handicap debut. Um, and I, I think he's the favourite because of the pride, uh, because of the owners and the trainer. If he was trained by anyone else, I think he'd be uh, a lot bigger. And for that reason, I'm going for glory and fortune. I, I, I thought he ran with a lot of credit in the Great Wood. Uh, he was staying on and hanging uh, late on towards the race. Um, and his form that he'd showed previously was to, uh, beating Don Levant at Foss Loss, who we saw uh, win the Fixbus last weekend in the Welsh Champion Hurdle. Uh, Constancio uh, was second behind him on his previous start, who has since won at Musselburgh uh, over two miles. So the form's there for him. He's been running in top levels. Stepping up in trip, I think he's interesting. Um, we saw him travel really, really strongly at Foslas and isn't something that I necessarily thought they'd be doing anytime soon. Um, but two mile four around Newbury, I think he might be able to get away with. Um because he, he just looked a little bit outpaced at Cheltenham and plodded on late on. Uh, and for that reason, I think 8-1 to one could be a bit of value for me. Fair enough, Jim. Again, it's not it's just not a race I I look at and, and there's a real standout for me. Uh, Masters Legacy, if I'm pushed, I agree. The Kale's article is a ridiculously short price. He looked bad on two of his three starts last season. Yeah, I know. I, I thought there was very, very few positives to take about him at, at either Warwick or Sandown. Uh, the novice early one at Newbury's not worked out to be particularly good. He's favourite because of his because of his connections and his reputation, and not because of what he's achieved. He's already a seven-year-old. It's daft, isn't it? Kevin Blake's article was discussing that about horses that come from point to point. So now becoming older and older and, and you see here like Lakeo's articles coming into this handicap debut over hurdles as a seven year old and only four starts yeah it's, it's, it's not great is it mate it's not great uh, the 2.25 is the Ladbrokes committed to safer gambling intermediate hurdle soaring glory 11 to 10 Gowell Road 100 to 30 Captain Morgs 4 to 1 one more for the road 11 to 2 uh, I've put the top three of the betting up at some point already this season, all three of them. <laughs> Soaring Glory and Captain Moggs won for me. Gowell Road got beat and then won on his next start, which left me again kicking myself in the head. Uh, this so is who this, are you this signing for? Uh, well, Soaring Glory, uh, I think he's he's quite comfortably the quickest and best two miler in here. I think he proved at Ascot last time out that he is at least borderline graded quality as a hurdler. You know, given given what we have in this country, I mean, would anyone moan if Soaring Glory rocked up in the fighting fifth? No, no. And what price would he be to win it? Similar, what, uh, what maybe eights, nines? Yeah, I'd I'd possibly even say a bit short. I was going to say sixes. Do you reckon? I'd, I'd Silver Street's about thirteen to two, so I I don't think he'd merit being shorter than Silver Street, but he'd, I definitely think he'd be single figures. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of him, Jim. I, I think he's a you know a mid 150s at least horse. And Gowell Road, as much as I like him, is uh, a two and a half miler. Captain Morgs, I say he, he won for me last weekend, perhaps in rather fortunate fashion. 
Uh, still not quite the finished article. One more for the roads been doing been doing winning for Neil King. And again, look, looks a nice prospect for that yard, but Sovereign Gore is the best horse in this race and he should should be good, good enough to account for all these off top plate. Yeah, I, I echo a lot of that. Um, I think Gal Roll was fortunate last time at Cheltenham, uh, given a very good ride by Sam Twiston Davis. Um, unexpected party, the second didn't really uh, jump with much fluency and, and come from a fair, fair way back. Uh, and Gal Roll got the run of the race and, and just got two lengths in front of him and, and it stayed that way sorry in glory like you said the best horse in the race and I don't think I'd be out of place in a champion hurdle field at the end of the season um, if you can get on at a fancy price now I think it'd be slightly better I think on the last pod I said could get 50s about him and um, I don't know what he is now I haven't looked recently but um, he's a horse who I, who I like and, and this sort of race um, could be another stepping stone news would you go Christmas hurdle with him? If he wins this? Very possibly. It seems I, I could see Kempton uh, suiting him right down to the ground, mate. Yeah, we've, we've never seen him round Kempton, so it'd be interesting. I think he's rapid. I think he's got a proper turn of foot. Yeah, he, he absolutely cruised around the bend uh, at Ascot. And there was times in the race early on where I thought maybe he's not travelling with as much as, as maybe I'd hoped, but he absolutely cruised into the race. Turn of foot at the last. Uh, Blitzy's rivals and a nice horse and possibly an English champion hurdle contender um, if he carries on his progression. That 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 would just be my worry, mate. That obviously he seemed to flop at Cheltenham last season. Appreciate would have you know obviously spanked everyone. Uh, so in going finished fourth would have been fifth had Blue Lord stayed up at the last. I'd I'd be quite confident in saying he was the second best horse in that race though, not on the okay. day. Yeah, but, but Betfair but Hurdle winners never never do well in the Super Green. No, it's the most overrated race of the year consistently. But I I I, I actually bought into Soaring Glory a lot more than I ever have done with a Betfair Hurdle winner stepping into a Grade One before. I I had him down as the biggest danger to appreciate it. Obviously, I didn't back Soaring Glory because you know I'm, I'm a massive appreciate fanboy, and I still hold hope that he's better than Bob Bollinger. Uh, but He's another horse I have so much time for, and uh, yeah, he's he's. I, I think he's a graded level, graded level hurdler, and if he is, he'll win this. Fair enough. That was quite a lot of talking for a four-runner race about <laughs> when we both agreed on the even money favourite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Ladbrokes Trophy, Jim. Do we want to go quick fire horse by horse here? Because I love this race. Yeah, go on. Why not? We don't, we, don't, we don't go horse by horse very often anymore, do we? No. Uh, we'll start at the top then. Number one, Brahma Bull, 33 to 1. Willie Mullins, Brian Hayes. Uh, looks up against it from 158. Yeah, looks a very steep mark and might struggle here. Um, didn't run too badly in the grade three last time, but um, it's where you sort of expected him to finish. And um, no, Not for me. No, I agree. <laughs> Sketchy jumper as well, occasionally Brahma, but think you know did really well to win at the Punchestown Festival last season. But uh, that that wins kind of suffered his chances of winning a handicap. Uh, I think for the foreseeable future, sort of also I reckon will rock up in the Grand National, uh, go off fifty to one and never be involved. Fair enough. Bit harsh, but we move. Uh, number two, Eklat Daria Jim. Uh, I think this lad wins. Do you? I knew you were strong on him for the Gold Cup and, and strongly fancied him 
Um, make your case. Well, number one is the best horse in the race. Number two, I think he might go on the ground. Nice. Everyone has him pegged down as a mudlark because all, nice. all of his form so far got, he comes on heavy ground, right? He's not been given much opportunity to go on, on quicker ground. Henry ran him on good to soft in the, you know, in the uh, RSA. Obviously, he unseated. If you actually look at his pedigree, right, his half-brother to Damalisk, who you know is a good hurdler for Eddie Harty, and won, and has won on good to soft, you know, won at least a level in France on, on that ground. His sire is a horse I'm not majorly familiar with, a horse called Sedet, a son of Sadler's Wells. I had a look through his through his progeny. He ha- Sedex has two other graded winners alongside Eclat de Ria. Uh, there's Santa Simona, the mayor for Willie Mullins and JP, who won a grade three on good ground and finished second in a royal bond on good to yielding. And Editor de Gite, you know, who won a red rum on good to soft and posted a career best at Cheltenham the other week on very, very quick ground. So you, you, you've got a horse here who has shown, you know, fantastic, you know, at least grade two level form already on heavy ground. But his pedigree says he should be doing the opposite. So I look at the form he's already shown. I think it's above one four, one one five four. You know, dead impressive. He didn't have to come off the bridle to be conflated and the big dog last time at. Uh, at Wexford, you know, I took apart really a scarier ten and pencil full of lead from the front at Nace. I'd, I'd be staggered if this horse wasn't better than one five four. I really would be, and I think <laughs> on paper people might have a look at him and just go mudlark. <laughs> if I'm honest. He's a little bit shorter than I was anticipating because I thought people would see that. People would say, no, the ground's wrong, he won't win. Uh, I kind of think the ground might be right. And if it is, I think he, I think he'll be good enough to win this. He's a horse who could be £10 better than his mark. Yeah. My question is, is he quick enough for this race? A big competitive handicap. We've never seen him in anything uh, like this before. Um uh, is he is he going to be quick enough? Because I I penciled him down and he's a slow boat and and I understand your case for him in the Gold Cup, but on quick ground is he going to be quick enough to get in a rhythm? For example, we saw Cloth Cap last year absolutely blitz him from the front. Is he going to be able to travel and jump uh, as well as he has in in smaller run of races? And for me, that's the question mark. Uh, I see that. I know it was over. Well, I know it was on heavy ground, but he kept pace with Conflated who's not a boat at Wexford last time for, you know, for a long way. In fact, he led, you know, he led Conflated for the for the fair wild and then Conflated tried that to That was due off. to Conflated's bad jumping, though. Yeah, it was. But, I say, Conflated made it, made it easy, easy-ish for him, but he kept pace with him between fights. I don't know. I like him. I just, I just really like him and I hope he'll win this. Fair enough. I, I'm, I'm, I like him, but I don't think this race is, is going to suit him, especially on this ground. Yeah, I look, I look, I look like a clown because there are if he gets beat because there are, like you said, there are things that I, I aren't certain about 
never ran in a double field figure field, you know, and it, and like you said, it is uh he does need to prove he goes on the ground. You know. But <laughs> look, I just I just think he's so much potential in this horse. So much potential. You know, in fact, he has run in a double double figure field, but that was over hurdles right at the start of his career. Since since going chasing, he's he's not faced one yet. Uh, I think he's a good horse. Cloth cap, Jim, twelve to one. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, winner of the race last year. Um, jumped really really well last year, and Tom Schoonmore gave him a, an inch perfect ride. We saw him win uh, the listed Premier Chase up at up Kelso, um, and was disappointing in the Grand National for sure. Um, and a, de- a decent, a decent enough run off off a top weight first time out at Cheltenham this year. Um, he was beating a fair amount in the end, but I I, I took a lot more credit from him off a mark of one five six. Dropped two more pounds. I think the handicapper needs to be a little bit more generous with him for him to be winning uh, a race of this stature. Uh, I'd be a little bit more positive than you, mate. He made a noise in the national, which is why he was pulled up. So he had, he had a wind surgery in the summer. Thought it was it was fine. His reappearance one at Cheltenham. He's a horse who tends to come on for the run. And his Kelso effort last season suggested he's a one five four horse, so I don't think it's a particularly unfair mark. He was so good in this race last year. Uh I ain't ruling him out. Fair enough. Uh number twenty five to one, Animix. Uh the second of the Rich Richie horses for Willie Mullins here, Jim. Again, form line links fairly close with Brownable. Yeah, um, was second in the race at Brown Bull, was third in behind Galvin, who ran creditably behind Frodon. Um, and sort of running the Kerry National, and I thought ran with plenty of credit as well. Um, very good five-pound claimer taking uh, five off his back. Um, not for me at, at, at a big price. Yeah, that's fair, mate. I'd, I'd say very similar. He's, he's finally beginning to put things together, though. To be fair to him, you know, he was a bit of a hype horse in his younger days. Uh, 9-2 on the ropes, Jim. Uh, Willie Mullins and Sean O'Keefe. Impressive winner of the Munster National. Last time out, good form in beginning his chases last season. Yeah, um, second behind Monkfish towards, uh, sorry, last season. Um, a very decisive winner of the Munster National in the end. Um, horses in behind have run well. Chatham Street Lab, we saw, finished third. Streets behind uh, in the Betfair last week. Um, stamina question mark for you, Lewis, or do you think he'll get the trip all right? No, I think he looks like a stayer. Yeah, uh, I think I agree. And question mark on the ground. Do you think he's the wrong favourite then? Yes, I do. Um, I think there's question marks with quite a few of them in this. Um, and on the ropes... I think recency bias of that of that Munster National is running against classier horses here, who I think should be favourite, should be favourite elsewhere. I'd even put, I think Eclat de Rey should be favourite um, in front of on the ropes instead of the other way around. Fair enough, mate. I can completely see the case for him. Is this not the route Mullins took with Total Recall? Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing as well, um, and it wouldn't be surprising if he did the same. Sean O'Keefe keeps the ride after he rode him excellently in the Munster National, and, and good luck to him. That I just say again, comparing to Wet Cladderia, a pound between the pair of them. 
You I just feel like Eckhart Dere is, yeah, the better horse. Looks considerably better handicapped on those terms. I could be wrong though. I, I do like on the ropes as a as an animal. Uh, I backed him when he won the Munster National last time, and I, again, he's not one I, I would rule out, but perhaps a little bit a little bit short for me to be getting involved with. Number six, Fiddler on the Roof. Jim, I've written on paper next to me, Jim will fancy Fiddler on the Roof for the Ladbrokes Trophy. Am I right? Well, who would have guessed that? Um, <laughs> I, I, I um, was very, very impressed in his Colin Parker travel really well last season's novice form. I think looks fairly good now, um, even though he wasn't right at a majority part of the season. A second to next destination at Warwick, um, who I fancied to win the Betfair Chase last weekend and, and didn't eat up before the race. And a good second when beating Eckhart de Rey. Uh, he was travelling better than Eckhart de Rey was in that in that uh, in the RSA last year. Not beaten too far behind Monkfish again. Was never really right throughout the season, but this season. Beat Pay the Piper, beat Ahoy Senor, who was um, who unseated his rider late on. Espoir de Rome, who who was a revelation last year, and a lot of people thought he was going to win the Mild May uh, novice chase last season. I know Fiddler was behind him that day, but he's reversed the form here, um, down in trip, back up to three mile one, which is a distance we know he stays well. Um, we saw him sort of put that in that grade two at Warwick. Um, stable on fire, two more winners today, and. I think he 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 should be up there with with the favourites of Eclatera taking him on. There's a four pound difference between the two, and I think that could just swing the way of Fiddler on the roof. I'm not surprised you've put him up, obviously, but you know what? I, I can see the case completely, and I think he goes well. And he's a horse that you never get right. So the fact that uh, that you don't fancy him, well, it's not that you don't fancy him, you, you fancy Eclatera more, makes me fancy him even more. Yeah, if I, if I was to have a list. Uh, Fiddler would be in the top four. Yeah, I certainly, uh, and I think I say the same with Eckhart de Rehan. I know there's question marks about the ground and the field size in a competitive race like this, but he's going to be up there and, and the one to one to be in and around the places. Number seven, Kitty's Light, Jack Tudor on board claiming three, 12 to one. Part of the turf top 12, obviously, with Luca Viscoliosi, and he's hit the post twice this season, second at Chepstow, and then, well, Hitting a post in the most loose sense of the term when you're looking at Charlie Hall. Uh, but look, he's a dead, dead likeable, progressive horse, still only five. Races here off one, four, nine, but he's got proven form in big field handicaps, Jim, and it'd be foolish to rule him out. Definitely. Um, stayed on, staying on strongly in the Charlie Hall. Um, I know he, he would have been beaten in another. County, county would have been in Yorkshire by the end of the race. Uh, North Yorkshire by the end of the race, but a little inside joke there. Um, however, um, he's second in the Bet365 last year. Showed he, he was a horse who these sorts of races uh, he'd enjoy. A good second in the Native River um, when Jack Tudor just dropped his reins late on. Um, no movement in his mark from last time. A horse who you can't not like, and in a race of this competitive nature, you can see go well as well. Yeah, agree with everything you said there, Jim. We'll be staying on at the finish, and I don't think he's on a particularly poor mark. He's proven himself very, very well. And at 12 to 1, I think there are worse each way bets. He should be in the mix. 25, Brave Eagle, Jim. Hasn't done loads of racing 
uh, in the past year or so. A while since he last won at Utoxia in the summer of 2019. Kind of struggled from stiffer marks above that, but a decent effort at Chepstow last time out, fourth in the native river, down a pound. Probably needs to show more, though, to be winning a Hennessy off 149. Yeah, his, his jumping legs a bit to be questioned too as well, and Newbury fences can often take a fair amount of jumping. Um, never had him down as a fluent jumper. We saw him finish eight behind Derasha counter in the Labrooks Trophy uh, back in 2019 after being absolutely hiked uh, to a 158 animal, which was nearly about to make him a gold cup horse. Um, he's down to a mark of 149 here. Um, if he was to rekindle his farm on good ground, um, you wouldn't see him too far away. Um, He's down to a, a fair enough mark now, and at 25s, he probably won't be a daft each way, but I don't think. Um, beaten by some nice horses, and often use the Native River as a stepping stone. Um, 25 to 1, I, I won't be all downbeat on him. Uh, I think each way could be a, could be a nice price. All, all of it, he is exposed. Number 9, Jim, Mr Malarkey, Harry Kimber claiming 7.33 to 1. Uh, this is an absolute dodgepot of an animal. Yeah, um very risky um, definitely a time form squiggle next to his name um, sometimes he turns up sometimes he doesn't um, we saw him take uh, an Ascot field apart in the Silver Cup um, very dominant in the end um, good third at Kempton I think I've always had him down as a soft ground horse but I don't think on the times that he's run on good ground that he's been all that disappointing he was given a fired into his fences in the Claus Brothers grade 3 at Kempton um, and if he gets in a rhythm out in front, he could be hard to beat. Harry Kimber, very worthy seven-pound claim. Um, excellent jockey, and 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 thirty-three to one. It's a risky thirty-three to one, but um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's staying on late. Uh, no, he's a horse. I, I I struggle to get right. Sixth in the race two years ago, unseated in it last season. I think you can say he's run two good races in the last two seasons uh, and he's not been good the last three times, including in the Grand National. Uh, yeah, just just have worries about him. Harry Kimber claiming seven would leave him on a good mark of 141 if he's back on a going day. Uh, but you're just rolling a dice there and hoping it lands on a one if he's on a going day. Uh, in a race he's competitive, happy to leave him alone. There's other Colin Tizard horses that have got better chances in the race. Yeah, one of them's number 10, Copperhead at 16-1. to 1. An absolute bright offer him last season, but showed very good form the year before. Similar comments would apply to a certain Mr Lost in Translation, Jimbo. Uh, would you worry about the ground, though? Yeah, a lot, of his, a lot of his form is on soft ground, but we did see him win at Wincanton on good ground, um, beating finger on the switch in a staying chase uh, in 2019. Um, like you said, last season, complete write-off. The stable weren't right. They're back this season. Uh, and a mark of 148 um, isn't probably what they're expecting. They'd have liked a little bit more to have dropped uh, for him. Um, but any rain, I think, could be an advantage. And um, he might still be struggling off a mark of 148. But he's only a seven-year-old. Um, plenty more progression to come. Uh, on a horse that's certainly got a lot of ability. How much did he achieve as a novice chaser? The Reynolds Town's been a bad race for the last two years. Did he not beat a non-stayer in two for gold and an absolute bolt in Danny Wiesbank? 
Yeah, the, the Reynolds Town's always a race you've got to take with a pinch of salt. Um, Pim has been sold now by the Hendersons, I think. Uh, is it with Oliver Greenall now? Um, as well, so the, the form of that's not exactly screaming out at you. Um, and after that victory, he got given a, a, a steep enough mark uh, of 155, which he was never going to be good enough. Uh, too off, but back down to 148 here. I think the handicapper could be a little bit more generous in dropping him a bit more. Yeah, uh, but I, I can I can envisage a scenario where Copperhead goes well, uh, but at 16 to one, I'd happily just leave him best watch. Yeah, 14 to one, Jim Potter man. We'll give this horse a little bit of respect because we. I think the last few times... You slagged him off in the Badger Beers. Let's just I didn't be slag him off. I said he's never going to win another race on his <laughs> current mark, which I was kind of right because he came second. Uh, but I thought he's consist- he'd been a victim of his own consistency and he'd got himself up to a mark. I'm just going to make it impossible for him unless he came down another six pounds. Uh, no runner cracker in the Badger Beers to finish a, a fairly close second to Rocco. Ultra consistent. Goes well in this sort of race. Look, he's proven me wrong. He can be competitive off, off this sort of mark. One four eight, the same as when he was runner-up in the Badger Beers. This is deeper, but he's not a horse I'm willing to, to rule out of hitting the frame. Yeah, same. Um, he's, he ran in the race last year, unseated his rider. Um, bounced back in the bet 3.65. Um, like you said, I thought his mark was far too above him. Running here again off one four eight. Um, I thought they might sidestep this and, and give him a run over the national fences in the beach, um, which I think is in next Saturday. Um, but they're going here, like you said, likes these sorts of races, strong stain handicaps. Uh, and I don't think he'll be too far away from the 14s. Yeah, I, I, I could see him. I could see him being certainly in the first first third of the field. But I'm not sure whether that might have him closer to fifth or sixth than winning. Yeah. So I think there's, there's less scope in Potterman than there is in others, but he runs his race generally. 12, Enrillo, who would have beaten Potterman uh, in the Bet365 Gold Cup uh, if the stewards hadn't got involved, placed in third there for causing the interference. First run back in, but just look to improve as a staying chaser last season. Yeah, but he's a horse I've never really sort of... He's not. I've never really been a likeable animal for me. I don't know why. Maybe that disqualification last time has just put the mockers on him, but um, I just don't think he's as good as other people rating it. And I understand why he's got a mark of 147, but I just, don't, I just think that's a little bit steep for him. I don't know, I don't know about you. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say so. He's a horse who I thought looked like he had potential as a novice hurdler. Won the Grade Two at Sandown at the Tingle Creek meeting over two and a half miles. Got found out uh, in the shallow after that. Three miles in offence of being the making of him though, and he's a horse who looked like he had potential at one stage to be a, a one fifty plus horse. So I wouldn't be surprised if he went well in this gym. I can see completely why he's towards the top of the market. Mm, that's fair enough. Um, he's probably one of the front four I'll be looking to take on. I know he's a young, up-and-coming, progressive stayer. Um, we saw him hang to the left in the bet 365, um, which 
probably puts the, puts me slightly off. Um, of course, a horse with in huge potential, but he's running here against race fit rivals, and um, he could could struggle here. I know he, he's run well off breaks before, but this is a different kettle of fish and a very competitive race. If there was to be a buddy with with Enrillo about me, it'd be whether actually he'd find this on the sharper side. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Three mile two, probably you'd, you'd expect to see him in nationals in the future, wouldn't you? Yeah, completely. Um, and the other thing is, out of the first four in the market, he's he's the one I least fancy. Fair enough, mate. Thirteen remastered with Fergus Gillard on board, claiming free fourteen to one. Had the rain come, Jim, I'd be quite keen on this fella, but he doesn't look like he's getting, he'll get his ground. Yeah, same. I, I know we've just slagged off the Reynolds Town form, um, but when he won the race he, on soft ground, he looked like a staying chaser to be with. And um, I agree, if there was any rain around, I can certainly see him going uh, closer than, than a few in this. Um, didn't run too badly over hurdles as a nice reappearance. Um, that entry race is often used by a lot of trainers for for bigger targets, and uh, he did their fifth behind Galvin, next destination, Escaria 10 at, at Cheltenham in the National Chase. Um, his jumping wasn't as good as what it had been previously, but it was a better quality race, so it was put up to the task there, and at 14 to 1, if any rain does arrive, like Lewis was about to say, I'd have him up there. Yeah, I agree, mate. If anything, I hope the ground stays quick, he runs no sort of race, and then we can get a bigger price about him for the Welsh National. Yes, 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 yes. We think ahead, we think ahead. Uh, number 14 is Canelo. Had quite a productive campaign last season, runner-up on this card in the Sir Peter O'Sullivan. Then he went and won the role and Merrick ended up winning the Grand National where he came down at the chair. Uh, not too much to shout about on his reappearance at Bangor. Is he a bit high in the weights? Yeah, just just another thing before about remastered. Is he entered in the Welsh National? I don't think he is. Is he not? Then yeah. just no. came out this week, didn't they? I've not checked because the two amigos forgot to get entered by Nicky Martin. Oh, um, well, because I think Canelo's got an entry next to his name and I don't think he has. I don't think. Um, I'll find out, mate. Um, however, Canelo, like you said, possibly too high in the handicap. Uh, won the Roman Merrick off a mark of 142, was put up to, to 148 after that and has been dropping since. Um, just. A big competitive handicaps, what he enjoys, I think, and we've seen him run well in in, in them before. Possibly stamina question marks about him. I've I've never really had him as a strong stayer. Um, however, he's only eight and and a little bit more progression this season and an improvement from that start first time out. Um, maybe something could happen, but for me, not for me at thirty threes. Yeah, fair enough, mate. I'd have to uh, I'd have to agree with that if I'm honest. Number 15, the Hollow Ginge, had been struggling, really, after his fourth in this last season. Unseated in the Welsh National, then was pulled up in the Classic Chase and the Scottish National. But bounced back to form, well, near form, I guess, when runner-up at Cheltenham. Last time out, having looked all over the winner after the last was jumped. Yeah, you were counting your winnings on the hollow ginger as he come round the bend for home. You thought nothing was going to catch him, and definite plan nabbed him on the final few strides. Um, up another five pounds, up to a mark of one four two. We saw him be fourth of one four four last year in a race he likes, and and it was nice 
nice to see him bounce back last time, but it's, you have to go quite far back in his form to see a race where he's produced race after race, and that's consistency is one thing that he struggles with, and, and I think he could be the same here. Yeah, I agree. He's not a horse you can rely on. <laughs> sort of creature that is <laughs> capable of popping up in something like this at a massive price. Uh, but I think this is a good renewal this year. I think this is, you know, the sort of race that, that's going to produce a winner to go and compete in open graded company. Uh, and in this grade, I think the hollow ginge is up against it as a cry, as I find out that remastered isn't entered in the Welsh National. They have Native River and Trucking Away entered, but not the horse that would actually win it. Fuming. Uh, <laughs> number 16, The Machine. 14 to 1 for Kerry Lee, runner up behind Remastered in the Reynolds Town on his last start, still an exposed as a staying chaser. Yeah, certainly, and, and, and I think he could be placed at a decent price here. Um, he had the enter, entry in the rehearsal at Newcastle. Um, they've decided to go here, gets 10 stone 10 off a mark of 142. He was inched up two more pounds for his second behind Remastered. We talked about the chances of that. Um, a lot of his forms on soft ground, but he's run well with good to soft, a little bit of. Juice underfoot would probably be a little bit more helpful for a big framed animal like him. Only seven. He's got a great massive frame to grow into, and uh, hopefully over the summer he, he's done that with with Kerry Lee. Um, uh, Kerry Lee's horse has been running well this season, and I, I won't put you off after wind surgery um, at fourteen. A little bit of rain will be needed, but I think he might be all right on this ground. Um, but any rain will be will be helped. Yeah, that's fair, mate. Again, slower ground, I think I'd like to see. 142 could be a nice mark for him. You know, the race he won at your Toxic the first time up last season uh, tends to be a good race, and I think that was a, a good renewal. Again, he's one He's one I would have maybe in, in the second rank if I was to uh, categorise how much I liked them all. Yeah, yeah. Not one of my main fancies, but I can I can see the case, and I wouldn't wouldn't be hugely against uh, anyone wanting to back him. Forty to one, Cloudy Glen, runner up in the Kim Muir last season, also won the Southern National, if I remember correctly. Uh, has he ran well at Sandown before as well? Maybe not in a London National, but in in that race they have in February. Inconsistent, Jim. Proper, proper boat. <laughs> but he, he, he always strikes me as a sort of horse who might win something. But not on good ground, surely. No, that's that's the key. He's just a boaty boat, in it. Although, I say he's a boaty boat. I think he's fine over 3-2. You know, I could see him winning a decent three-mile handicap. But, like I said, I think similar reasoning for what I was on about with the hollow ginge. Quicker horses, horses who will want to, you know, be be, winning, be competing in the Denman chase and then possibly the Gold Cup later on in the season. Surely Cloudy going to beat them. Yeah, his jumping leaves a bit to be asked as well. I'm, I'm not fully sold, sold on his jumping. Um, he hit a few in the Kim Muir and, and still finished second, so... Uh, he's a risky jumper for me and, and he's got no chance I'm going to be honest 
Number 18 is Fortescue, Henry Daly and Hugh Nugent. Nice to see them have a runner in a race of this quality. Is 50 to 1, though, Jim. Won twice this year at Perth and Sandown, third at Kelso last time out behind Empire de Mold. Again, that wasn't a bad run, but he's never really competed in a race of this depth before. Fairly well exposed. This will be his third season over fences. Uh, looks like he's biting off more than he can chew. Yeah, I echo all that, and I don't think he's got a chance. Number 19 is fullback for Gary Moore. Again, two wins last season as a novice chaser at Plumpton and at Exeter. Seventh in the Native River, first time up. I think he's a sort of horse who, again, in a lesser race, I may have some interest in from his current mark of 138, but needs to step forward, really, to pose a threat here. Yeah, I agree. He's, he's a horse who I think a, a strong staying trip uh, of this nature could sort of bring out a little bit more. Um, I think we've seen him run over these stamina-laden distances in smaller runner races at littler racetracks, uh, and it's he, he's dominated the field. And in the hole, he jumped fairly well last year. Um, and he's a horse I've got a bit of time for. A marker 138 could slightly un- still underestimate him. We saw him at Chepstow in the Native River. He may have needed that. Um, a bigger competitive handicap might be something that he enjoys. And he's only six. And I, I, I think he could be overpriced slightly at 33s. I'd have him a little bit lower on a horse that I don't think he relishes good ground, but good to soft would probably be ideal for him. Number 21, more flurry, Ian Williams and Charlie Todd. 40 to 1, Jim, finished. I say last season with a bit of a rattle, starting out in a Class 5 at Warwick in February, won four of his next five starts. The only one he got beaten in was when he fell at Fakenham. The last of those wins came at air in quite a strong race for the grade where he whomped McTotty and the Butcher said in Dublin 4. That's good form for the level. Uh, he was put up £16 for that vote and then got his arse handed to him first time up in the London Gold Cup at Ascot. 40 to 1, I could kind of forgive that given the prices. You know, he's almost four times the price he was at Ascot. Uh, if you're willing to, to think, well, he was so good at air last time out in a race that's working out well, that it might be worth forgiving him. I don't think he's the silliest each way bet in the field. However, it could just be the case that you know, this is the Ladbrokes trophy. He's just not good enough. And if he gets battered, it should be back to class twos and class threes. Correct. I, I think that. And the owners will certainly be opening a bottle of Fleury if, if he um, wins this race, because I don't think he's got a, a Cattinell's chance, especially off a mark of 137. What is Fleury? It's a word I've never heard before, apart from in this horse's name. White wine. Is it? Yes. Well, I've, I've Googled. Apparently it's a... American musician from Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Yee-haw! Don't tell Matt Chapman. <laughs> uh, the last one in the field, Jim, number 21, Danny Wisbang, won the grade two novice chase at this meeting two years ago and has shown absolutely zero talent since. Yeah, I've always sort of thought this tested suit him, and including last year, um, I think I fancied him quite strongly for uh, the bad you beers. Um, and then... He went and pulled up in the Labrooks Trophy. Change of scenery with Milton Harris might be what he'd like. Um, 
But I think he will pop up in a staying chase at some some stage, and um, I don't think it'll be here, like we said, a competitive race, but um, something in the future uh, of a, a strong distance, maybe a bet 365 Gold Cup at the end of the season, um, could be something of interest for him. I disagree completely. I think he's a horse who's completely gone at the game. I didn't think you, he was... You've never liked him. You've never liked him, let's be honest. No, I haven't. I thought he was, I thought even for me, I thought he was slow. I thought he was, he was gifted one of the worst grade two novice chases I've ever seen, given that reserve tank, you know, put in and not over exaggerating, one of the worst rounds of jumping I've ever seen from a horse that got round. You know, Bernard Leffert who, who just didn't, didn't even seem to run to his form that day. I thought he was absolutely gifted that. I think, <laughs> You know, half the horses in the country probably would have won that on the day. Uh, and he's struggled in, in better races since. His handicap marks, you know, been consistently falling since then. Off 135 now. I don't think uh, there's been any positives to take from anything he's done in the past two years, really, apart from his, his win at Newbury. And I don't think that was even very good. Uh, when he won that, he looked to me just like, you know, the sort of horse who would be popping up in Southern Nationals rather than Gold Cups. Uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if he wins another race in his life, apart from unless he got Hunter chasing him in. <laughs> All right then, let's hope that Danny Wisbang partnership aren't listening and Milton Harris's dreams have been crushed. Milton Harris is having a cracking season. To be fair, that is the that is the most positive thing I have to say about him. He's with a trainer who knows what day it is. <laughs> Shouldn't all trainers know what day it is? That's a very, very, very bold assumption, that Jimbo. A very, very bold assumption. Uh, Danny Wisbank probably wins a Ladbrokes trophy now I've said all that. <laughs> <laughs> the scenes when he does, and the Danny Wisbank partnership shushing turf talk uh, as he bolts up. Do you um, want to do a one, two, three, four, pal? I was just about to say the same thing. I think Fiddler on the Roof wins, Eclat de Ray second, Kitty's Light third, and De Machine fourth. We're very, very similar. We've got three of the we've got three of the same four. I've got Eclat Daria to beat Fiddler on the roof. Kitty's like third. And I have Cloth Cap in fourth. So the one, two, three is basically the same. Reverse forecast. Uh, reverse try cast, here we come. Easy, easy work. We'll double map a reverse try cast. <laughs> it's still win on the form that we're in. Combi try cast, oh we love it. Uh, the final race at Newbury on the Saturday is a watch race in free online at Ladbrokes Handicap Chase. Grey Diamond 5-1 to favourite to be Il Ridotto at 11-2. I don't know what that means in Italian, but it sounds like an insult. Sully Dock and Eclair Dene is 6-1 each. 9's Gumball, 10's Elusive Bell, 11's Bar then. Jim, I was toying with the idea of putting Grey Diamond in my 5 to follow. I've ended up not doing... Uh, He's he's holding his form well. But I'm just not mega sure how much upside there is to his mark. I thought he had every chance at Ascot last time. Yeah, same here. Um, him and Ferrero Bamboo, Sully Dock, seem to bump into each other nearly every week. Um, and Grey Diamond's probably the most consistent of them. Um, it's not a race I'm overly enthusiastic about. Um, Elusive Bell's a horse who I like. Uh, purely because Miranda spanked her uh, in a handicap hurdle at Kempton. Um, but won a, won a nice 
Um, novice chase at Newbury beating Heritage, William H. Bonnie and Eddie Turdigeet that day off a mark of 135. Um, Sam Willey Cohen gets on well due to his connections with the family owning her. Um, and I think around Newbury, a course that she enjoys, um, could go slightly well. Yeah, that's fair. I can't lie, I'll, I do kind of still think Grey Diamond is a right favourite in this, on what it's shown so far. There's, there's very little, uh, very little to have a go at him at, other than the fact that he might be becoming slightly exposed from this mark. Would you give Gumball a chance with Liam Harrison taking three off? The graduation chase he ran in last time out had to look of one that might be decent and he wasn't battered in it. Yeah, I thought he ran with a lot of credit last time. Um, two mile round Newbury might not be what he wants. A two, round, two mile round Sandown um, is probably where I'd have him uh, pitching in at. But the, the Fergal O'Brien team are on, on a fair amount of form at the minute and uh, nine to one isn't a price I can put you off at. He'll get taken on for the lead here, though. Yeah, you'd think so. Keep um, yeah. Um, also, a Claire Danny. Uh, yeah, who I think, who I think will go forward. He'll be Dotto goes forward. Uh, if I had to have a, an each way selection, it'd be good ball. But again, uh, apart from the Ladbrokes trophy, I find these handicaps very, very tricky. Yeah. Uh, this weekend at Newbury, barring Phoenix Way, it's a. Uh, it's one where I'm kind of looking at the at the graded races a little bit more, especially the handicap chasers. Uh, up to Newcastle, Jim. We're not going to go into into depth on on all the races, or in fact discuss all the races. Uh, Mr. Glass is a very short price favourite to win the French first novices hurdle. There's a decent novices handicap chase as well, where Valeris is close to even money to win that. The rehearsal chase. At 205, this has a look of a competitive handicap. The Ferrymaster, 4 to 1 favourite, one of my favourite trainers on the planet, Sandy Thompson. 11 to 2, I write. 6 to 1, the good old mate that is spirit of the games. 9 to Dingo Dollar, good boy Bobby, cool mix. 12s, Nutswell and Glenn Forster. 14 to 1, bar them. Anything you're keen on, Jim? It's not a race I'm overly inspired about. Um, it's more of a your style of race. Um, However, um, just a little question. Why is the rehearsal chase run on the same day as the, as the Labrooks Trophy? We say it every year. Why is it happening? Um, it's just, you could have had a few more runners from this and took them into the, to Labrooks Trophy. You could have had Nutswell, Dingo Dollar, and I write in it. I write ran a cracker in the race last year, didn't he? So, why, why have they got this? It makes sense for the Northern trainers to go for this. And do you agree? Uh, I agree. I agree. To to a degree, but I feel like we would end up with. I'd rather have two two separate races than having nine horses miss the cut in there and set and not get any any run at all. Right, because that's what would happen. It'd be a safe limit of what twenty four on them in the Ladbrokes Trophy. So you'd you'd have the likes of a. Well, you know, you'd have the vast majority of this field standing in the box all weekend. So I don't mind. Right. All right, then. Just ignore it. the beach to chase next week as well, so... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You might as well 
go for the beach. And the London National. Uh, so there are similar races of this type, but it, do, it doesn't bother me. There's one I like here, Jim. Go on. Uh, goodbye, Bobby, who I've been waiting to step up to three miles for a long time, even though we actually run the Bobby Renton back, back down in trip last time out. Is he not just a well-handicapped horse off one for one I thought he, he looked like he had the potential to be very, very decent as a novice starter last season. Uh, rated one four six when he won at Bangor and then finished second to Master Tommy Tucker in the graduation chase at Haydock. Dashel Drasher was third that day. Came down the weights without running badly. Fourth in the Caspian Caviar, then fifth, a staying on fifth in the two-and-a-half-mile handicap chase at Ascot that Dashel Drasher beat Benny's King in. They swapped him back to hurdling for his next two uh, for his next uh, two starts and then ran him over hurdles in the summer. Back over fences last time, down to 138. Goes well fresh, won the Bobby Renton. Uh, but three mile in, I think, has looked to be his game for a while now. I'm excited to see him have a first go over fences at the trip. I think his peak form, he was one, he was rated 146 because that was the level of form he was showing. He's still only off 141 here. I hope the step up in trip brings about improvement. It wouldn't need to bring about too much improvement to see him going when he's nine to one. Uh, I'd have him very, very shorter. That's bad English, not very shorter, but you get what I mean. <laughs> Case made. Taking risk. Risks. We saw him win the sky bet last year. Can he bounce back here? Uh, I don't want to say no because it's taking risks, but we know where he is, don't we? And he's, you know, knocking on to 13 now. <sighs> what I would say is, for a massive Sandy Thompson fan, I wouldn't have the Ferrymaster as favourite. I wouldn't have him in that short, certainly not. Not at all. Uh, he's not won a race of this quality yet, and he's you know his career best performance came over four miles, and he he wasn't great on his reappearance at Musselburgh. I think there are several negatives about the Ferry Master and his four to one. Yeah, uh, Dingo Dollar, a horse who um, everyone's got time for, and, and Sandy Thompson's other one, I think will probably should be a shorter price than what he is. I'd rather be with Dingo. I, you know what? If they were the same price, I'd rather be with Dingo Dollar than the Ferry Master. Yeah. And Dingo Dollar's double the price. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe I'm an idiot, though. Who knows? It won't be the first time. Good boy, Bobby, though. Quite a, quite a keen selection for me in the rehearsal. Fair enough. Maybe that. Maybe that's why I'm happy the race exists, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, of course, the Betfair fighting fifth hurdle. The first grade one hurdle of the season in Britain. Uh, e- Epitone 6-5 to beat Mon Miral 100-30. Four to one, Soul Royal. Nine to one, Silver Street. Twenty to one, Not So Sleepy. And Void of Rev at a hundred and fifty to one in there for Ian Jardine. Uh, I've got to be honest, Jim. I wish I was more interested in this, but I think Epiton turns Mon Morale over. A man who was so bullish about Mon Morale being possibly the best English challenger for champion Earl this year. Uh. I thought it was the best English juvenile hurdle last season. Very possibly the best English novice hurdler over two miles. It was between him and Soaring Glory, I think. Uh, I'm not sure whether either of them were better than Brave Man's Game or, in fact, the Hoist and Yaw. Uh, but he has to give £7 away as a four-year-old to the horse who has been the best hurdler in Britain for the past two seasons. And... 
okay, Epiton, you know, isn't indestructible. She got beat three times last year. Barring Kempton, I thought she she ran well enough at Cheltenham and semi-decent at Punchestown. Uh, Monmiral has to improve. That That's where it is. Monmiral has to find improvement, does he not, to give Epiton £7 and a beating. I think last year's juveniles, on the whole, were a good bunch. Adagio's done the, done the, the group favours. I think Zana here, uh, I think you could look at what he's done this season. Uh, positively that it's very possible well I think Mon Miral we know is better than Adagio and very possibly better than Zana here I, again I think he's a horse who will get two and a half miles in time when they send him over fences I don't think he'll be a two miler Epiton is, a, is an out and out two miler uh, I'd rather back her I'd rather back the mare yeah we, we saw what Epiton did last year um, beating So Royal um, oh, t- two years ago well yeah last year I-, I tell you what I've lost all track of years um, she's done this before this is a tried and t- tested route um, she just wins doesn't she it's simple I won't put you off not so sleepy who caused so much carnage in the race um, the other year um, unseating Paddy Brennan and Silver Street got wiped out and all the carnage. It's a nice race and, and I'll probably just enjoy it. But six to five, Epiton. Uh, I agree with Lewis more than Mon Morale. Um, might play Epiton so Royal Forecast. You saw the form um, of the Wincanton winning the Elite and, and beating Silver Streak in the listed race at Kempton. Such a lovely horse for, for Maneer and Sway to have. And so Royal, I think, possibly will get the beating uh, of Mon Morale. Yeah, fair enough. So Royal is, a, you know, a cracky animal, and I think if you're a racing fan, you've got so much time for him. But we know where he is, and I think that's not as good as Epiton. Uh, it'd be good to see her win, Jim. It'd be good to see her win and win impressively, and maybe put a little bit of, of interest back in the champion hurdle picture. Yeah. Fairy House this weekend, Jim. Obviously, we don't have final decks like we do for the racing in Britain. The Royal Bond could be fairly interesting with the likes of Mighty Potter, My Mate Mozzie, Free Stripe Life and Impervious all entered. Yeah, certainly looks an interesting race. Um, I like what My Mate Mozzie's done so far. Why have I turned Australian? Um, My Mate Mozzie's done there. Um, Blitz the grey three field with chemical energy in it uh, who brought in a decent farm line from Bumpers um, I think he's a big imposing type and uh, two miles he's he's doing the business at, at the minute but in time I can see him stepping up and trip um, three the stripe life will certainly improve from that I thought his jumping was was sketchy at times um, but I'll certainly be brushed up on his jumping from that in the Royal Bond anything for you Lou? Uh, no mate not until I see the final field fair enough It'll be like that for the Drimmore as well, which is it has a look of a very very weak grade one. You know, you could you could have you could have probably said the beginners chase by Bollinger one last weekend was better than this. Uh, Gabby Nacko, lifetime ambition at the head of the betting Beacon Edge and Fury Road, also in there. Blurberry, Cape Gentleman, Jim. Uh, do you have an opinion? No, nothing, nothing really. Like you said, um, just wait for the final declarations. I think Cape Gentleman. Had some quick runs over uh, a short period of time and 
Um, probably two more one last time behind a Rivera de Tell, who was very impressive. Um, probably two more, three more up his street and looked a little bit one pace last time. So um, I think he he's probably at this moment in time where I'll be going. He's got the tried and tested form already as a novice chaser. Some some good runs under his belt. Yeah, I'll enjoy the Porter's Town uh, when that comes out. The three and uh, the three and a half mile handicap chase that normally produces a fairly good winner. I think presenting Percy or out did our Duke win it? Our presenting Percy. One of them won it. I think Court May took it last year. Uh that's the race I normally look forward to. And the Hatton's Grace Jim. Might be a might be a tougher race for Honeysuckle to win this time around with Abacadabra, Seldia, Saida Burley, Ronald Pump all involved. Perhaps we'll see Classical Dream and Latest Exhibition as well. Uh but look, she's the best hurler around. Yeah. Fair enough, and, and I agree. Uh, hopefully, she has a safe round, um, another tried and tested route, and she'll just go and win, won't she? Yeah, I hope so. Maybe we'll double map her. <laughs> We're not that desperate. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. Well, maybe I am. Who knows? Let's see. Let's see what we come up with. Nap time, pal. Um. Are we sticking with Saturday or can we have Friday? Let's have Friday as well, mate. Ooh, that's that's throwing a bit of a spanner in the works. The nap's going to be in the Labrooks Trophy, Fiddler on the Roof. Um, rock solid form. Nice mark. I think he's throwing it off 150. I think he could be a one, one, 160 horse in time. Still improving. Staying chaser. Uh, I think he'll go well. Uh, six to one. He's my nap. Uh, my next best will be... Let's go Phoenix Phoenix Way in the two mile three handicap chase at Newbury on the Friday for Harry Fry. Um and is there anything else that can have a big swing? No. Nah. We'll we'll go for the John Bond race. Why not? And we'll have Charlie's glance each way as my third best. Go on, Jim. Into him. Into the size. If Nicky might pull John Bond depending on which way the wind's blowing and and whether whether he's had the right breakfast or whatever. Um, and I think at 16s, he should be a bit shorter than that. I think he'll beat Boomball. Um, oh, come on. I just saw it happen against John Bond. Just get beat. My nap for the weekend's a hoist and your. Uh, also, I, I think it's going to be very, very good this season. I would not be surprised if he took very high order and wants to stay in novice chases this season. My next best will be at Newbury on the Friday Phoenix Way in the 2.25. And my third choice is going to be good boy Bobby in the rehearsal chase. It's a proper weekend for you. Last weekend was my weekend, but staying chases all this weekend is bang up your stream. Yeah, yeah. be a good job if I liked anything in any of the other races, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, is there any flat action that you're interested in? Uh, I didn't realise it was going on, mate. Is it the Japan Cup yet? <laughs> is it? It must be. It is. It's on Sunday. It is, it is on Sunday. <laughs> I'd oh. love Japan to win the Japan Cup. That'd just make my make my year. It's not going to happen. But it'd be hilarious. Come Yutaki on, Takitaki. Yutaki riding Japan, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, Broom's also over there. Who I who I still think he's an underrated racehorse, and people think he's as slow as Japan. 
and Mogul. He's not. He's better than both of them. And I was glad he almost won at the Breeders' Cup last time out. So uh, when I watch the replay of the Japan Cup, I'm not getting up at 6.40 to watch it on a Sunday morning, but I will be cheering <laughs> for Broome. Oh, dear. Jim, thanks for being here, pal. Thanks for, thanks for hosting one of your favourite days of the year. Yeah, and thanks to rating the races for their continued support. We'll see you all again soon. Take care. See you soon. Stay <laughs> soon.